Welcome to Go Behind the Ballot, a podcast where two Texas moms go on an educational quest to demystify Texas politics. Join me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, as we deep dive into the most burning issues, hear stories from candidates, and offer hope in these challenging political times. Let's saddle up and go behind the ballot. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Go Behind the Ballot. I'm Claire Campos O'Neill. And I am Nicole Abshire. And you have found us uh, when we're doing our mini episode. How to think about that for a second. This is our looking back special where we are looking back at the conversations we've had in 2022, some of the interesting things we've learned, the folks we've talked to. I'm going to share my top three highlights. Nicole's going to share her top three. And hopefully this will help be a nice bow on the things we have encountered so far. And uh, next week, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2023. So here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's just jump right in. Okay, Nicole, should we? I mean, I I was like, should we do a countdown? I was like, but mine are all sort of like, it's not like one's better than the others. Oh, right. Yeah, (laughs) me either. I have them listed as a one, two, three, but it's in no particular order. Yes. Well, let's start number one. Tell me one thing, your first thing that comes to mind as a highlight for our 2022 uh, journey so far. This one came to me very easily. Actually, they all did. It was more of just how to narrow in a way that would make sense for this discussion. Um, The first one for me was our first interaction from a listener who um, is our Midland-based listener. I won't name her because I didn't actually ask for permission, (laughs) but um, it was exciting to me because that was our first engagement that we had. It was in our first series on education and also because she's based in Midland, which people have heard me probably say that I have a lot, lot, lot of family in Midland. It felt like a sign, <laughs> like something's working and I know Midland. Um, and it just, it was also really special to me because it was somebody who wasn't in Austin. So it felt like somebody outside of the bubble. So it felt like we, you know, we'd kind of broken through in some way. So that was, that was the first thing that came to mind. That was very exciting to me. Yes, I'll tag on to that. I guess I'll say my first thing I'll mention is, um, yeah, just the feedback we've received so far from our listeners. And it's been really encouraging to know that people are out there, people are finding us organically, which is really incredible. Um, And we are having somewhat of an impact. We're getting comments on our social media, people are being added to our newsletter. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. It's awesome. And it's really nice to know there's someone on the other end. And And our whole goal is to be impactful, to provide real solutions on how to reclaim your power, but first to really understand what is going on in this state. What is this invisible machinery that's controlling everything? And I think once you have that foundation, then it's like, okay, and how are we going to shape it and influence it and be a part of the process? Uh, Because we can be. The hard part is figuring out what that toolbox looks like. So yes. As we've done, as we are going to do, we're going to keep giving you tangible things that um, empower you because it's time for us to get some power, right, Nicole? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. So I say I'll piggyback um, 
Our connection with our listeners has been incredible. So grateful. And I'll give a little spoiler for looking for looking ahead. Um, something to look ahead for is more listener engagement and more opportunities to interact with us. So put that in the back of your mind. Okay, let's move on to number two. What do you have for number two, Nicole? I had... Um... The candidates who won that we talked to who were up for office. So James Tallarico, who won his seat for in the Texas House, uh, for Candace Hunter, who won a seat on the Austin ISD Board of Trustees, and Dr. Michelle Gutierrez-Cohen, who won a county... Oh my goodness, I already forgot. Thank you. County Commissioner <laughs> position in Hayes County. And it just gave me so much hope at a time when I was not feeling all that hopeful. It reminded me to stay locally focused and just to remember how important those offices are. And without those conversations and this podcast journey, I wouldn't have had that perspective. So that was one of my favorite things. Yes, same. I'll just tag on to this one for you. But um, after the elections happened, Nicole and I went to a recording of Tribcast, which is the Texas Tribune's podcast. And they were talking about how all the Democrats who are running for statewide offices had lost. You know, where, do, where does the party go from here? And an interesting thing that they said that still rings in my head is how there isn't really a bench for filling those upper positions. And those are hard to run for because you need so much money, so much name ID, so much of everything. It's like running on steroids. And the exciting thing, like you're mentioning, Nicole, is with these really local candidates is they are getting this experience under their belt. They're really interacting with their communities and it gives them the opportunity to move up if they want to. And it's not really being about Democrat, Republican, but just being a good public servant. And the folks we talk to are absolutely that. And the more of those we have in these local offices, Hopefully one day we can see them move up if that's where they want to go. So I love that. Yes. Oh, all right. My number two, uh, it kind of surprised me. Something that I look back on and sticks out as a highlight is our conversation with Mindy Tackett about Christian nationalism. I don't think I realized how fundamental Christian national is Christian nationalism is to like the air we breathe in Texas politics. It is so ubiquitous. It is so like behind the scenes, invisible machinery to a lot of these bills that get passed that people don't really support. The public generally doesn't support. And you're just like, where'd they get that from? It's that Christian nationalism ideology. So to me, I'm so glad we spent the time laying that foundation before we really got to our culture war series because it informs this rhetoric we hear regarding abortion or gender identity or what they would say gender ideology it's it's such a mover and shaker that you just don't see but i appreciate that we are able to see it more now because we had that conversation yes absolutely that was huge um i don't want to cut you off from your from that one was that okay because my number three was the tackets So I'm just going to continue the things that you were talking about. So my number three, I just wrote the tackets because I see them as two sides of the same coin, right? They really demystify so much of what's happened and is happening in Texas when we look at, you know, the influence and power of money and in particular dark money. And so much of that in our state is pushing a Christian nationalist agenda 
Um, those are just two really important pieces to understand. So yeah, same. I mean, that has been huge in how I see what's happening, how I look at the landscape. And um, it's interesting too, to see folks now who I see both. I see some people who are proudly proclaiming their Christian nationalist agenda. And I see people who are a little more secretive about it and kind of more do the dog whistle little call outs to Christian nationalism. But for me to have my antenna up and to be aware is hugely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for us, it's probably really lights up our brains, especially connected to the podcast and the mission of the podcast because it's about Christian nationalism is like antith is antithetical is whatever the antithetical the, antithetical thank you like antithetical to democracy like it's it's like it's like the wrong direction it's it's towards authoritarianism it's towards power and control power away from the many and into the hands of the few and that's very alarming and concerning and that's why I think when we have conversations with Chris or Mindy. It's like, thank you for explaining what's happening because you can feel it like something's not quite right. And it's like, it isn't. And there's a reason. And there's there's like this whole infrastructure that has been formed to push us away from democracy. But, you know, something we really want to do is lean into democracy. How do we become more involved? So yeah, they are like shiny beacons. Thank God for them and the work they're doing and the work of the folks they're highlighting are doing. For we sure. Learn from one another. Yes. Well, and the other part of their story that I love so much is they're just real people. Do you know what I mean? They're not these really lofty scholars. They are people who very much looked in their community and decided to figure out what was happening. And I love that they are, they're just really steadfast and relentless in, in speaking truth to power. They're well-rounded, they're kind, they're joyful. They're just really interesting and great folks, you know, mm -hmm. to follow and be connected to. Yeah. And I really, I'm going to underline this too. You said it. I'm going to say it again. I think it cannot be said enough that this is about being pro-democratic with the lowercase d, right? And they really helped me, I think, find language and develop thinking around why both sidesism doesn't work in this case, because I do believe that a fundamental thing that we need in this country and in this state is democracy. We need to have a government that is for the people and by the people. And Christian nationalism moves us away from that. And so that isn't about being partisan. That isn't about, it, it just isn't about, I think, what we can be sort of tricked into thinking that it is, yes. you know, and they helped me really understand that. Yes. We appreciate them so much. To borrow a bachelorism, they're here for the right reasons. Yes, I love that talk. <laughs> Let's love bring it. in some pop culture. <laughs> of course. Uh, okay, my third one also surprised me. Well, doesn't, doesn't, kind of as we're talking about Christian nationalism and sort of our um, mission with the show was our conversation with Jamu Green about disinformation and misinformation. I think those two things, disinformation, misinformation, and Christian nationalism feel like they rose to the top because they also feel very foundational. Like until you understand 
the rhetoric, the language, the structure of what's happening, it's really hard to like structure anything else. So our conversation with Jamu Green helped me a lot with her, but I feel like it was sort of a through line with our other episodes about identifying what is true. What What is misinformation? Quick recap is when you mistakenly share something that's not true. And disinformation is this purposeful deceiving of people for your own goals. And that was so good to sort through in my brain. Like, yes, there are people out there who are intentionally trying to push forward narratives and agendas that are, they, that they know are wrong, but they do it because it benefits them, their mission, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, we are not here for that. But having that language and that sharper eye, I feel better. I feel like, okay, I got some armor on. I'm a little better prepared. I, I know it's coming at me now. So that was a real highlight for me. Agreed. Good stuff. Well, we are so excited for 2023. We have some incredible new series lined up for y'all. And next week, we're going to have a mini episode looking forward. So keep an eye out for that. And let us know what, what sticks out to you for 2022. What were some of your highlights, be it related to the podcast or just your lives in general? As we mentioned in the beginning, we love that interaction and feedback and communication. And uh, final little plug, stay tuned even more so with our newsletter. So find our website, gobehindtheballot.com, provide your email, and we will give you more exciting information and tools on how to be more involved in democracy. Absolutely. And if you love to give gifts this holiday season, (laughs) feel free to subscribe and rate and review us. That would be such a great gift. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, subscribing is all those things. We love them all. Because if you subscribe, then you're going to get those episodes every week. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I need to tune in. Or I need to rate because it helps other people find it. So we're going to keep that spirit of reciprocity as we enter the holidays. So thank you again, everyone. We will chat with you soon. Thank you, everybody, for joining me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, on Go Behind the Ballot. Hopefully, we've demystified some little portion of Texas politics, and we hope that you'll do more with us. Check out our website at www.gobehindtheballot.com, where you'll find links to all of our social media, and you will find our community. Let's join together and do more. We hope you'll let us know what is working, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thanks, everybody, and have a good one.